Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Elevate Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Johnson. This is a podcast for student athletes and those who coach them. Whether you've tuned in to elevate your mindset, your game, or just your day, I've got another fabulous guest for you. My man is an Ivy League football captain and champion, graduated from the Wharton School of Business. He's also very well-traveled, certainly well-educated, and is now helping others find their wellness through their athletic journey. Welcome to the Elevate Podcast, Cameron Countryman. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. I'm good, man. Thank you very much. Just excited to be here. How are you? I am great. I'm excited to connect with you. You're a three-time Ivy League champion and captain at Penn. Uh, what were some of the best memories of those times? Absolutely. Um, so I have a couple, right? The, the first being every time we beat Harvard. Um, we absolutely cannot stand those guys up there in Boston. Uh, and every time that, that we had an opportunity to go up against them, I think I went three and one against them in my career. So, so every time we beat them and they were ranked and had a terrible schedule um, or an easy schedule at that, um, and we kind of, kind of, you know, beat them up pretty badly. That was that was awesome. Um, one that stands out a lot is is us beating Villanova in 2015. Uh, the Pope came to visit in Philadelphia that year, and we we played on a Thursday night, um, and we ended up Villanova was ranked fourth in the nation in the SDS, and we ended up upsetting them that night. So that was awesome. And then. Uh, I'd also have to put on, you know, receiving my first uh, scholarship from Arizona State. Um, you know, just that that memory of, you know, speaking with the yeah. coach, them offering me, and then and then kind of riding home and kind of soaking all that in. You know, just knowing that that hard work has kind of paid off. Right on, good stuff. Uh, those great memories in college athletics comes with a lot of stuff. Uh, some of that that's not shown on, on Saturday afternoons and the TVs and when those upsets happen. Um, can you talk about some of the challenges of being a student athlete? Absolutely. Um, I think the biggest challenge was finding the balance between football and school, right? And, and you know, being at an Ivy League institution and then, and then being in, you know, the Wharton School of Business, um, there were no shortcuts when it came to academics. Um, so, so finding the time, you know, when you, when you go to school there, they are, you were not expected to, to kind of be handed things. You, you got into the school um, with a little bit of help. So, so you were expected to handle all your schoolwork you know, on your own. There are some tutors that can help you here and there, but for the most part, you got to dig in and grind. Yeah. Um, and that was the hardest part, was just being able to you know, get the course load, um, find when, you know, if, I'm, if I'm finding time to, to sit down, play video games, watch TV, that's the time where I probably should be studying or watching film or you know, getting extra work on the field. So you have to be just, you know, so, so persistent, uh, which is always monitoring yourself and making sure that you're doing the right things uh, to put yourself in a position to be successful. Um, on top of that, uh, you know, you're, you're surrounded by different kids um, who kind of have different mentalities when it comes to football. So some kids, you know, they, they want to play at the next level and, and that's how they kind of treat the whole situation. There are some kids who understand that football is kind of, done after this and they're looking for jobs getting internships you know so the team is filled up with these two different types of kids um so surrounding yourself with the kid that fits you best and then you know having those same goals and, and being able to work together towards those goals is huge as well um 
And then lastly, just kind of dealing with, with injury and health overall, as you are, you know, a young 18, 19 year old, just kind of figuring out life. Um, so, you know, this is the first time you're away from home and, and dealing with, you know, things that just come up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, dealing with, I remember my, my freshman year, I separated my shoulder the f- week of our, my first collegiate game. Oh. And I had to miss two games because of that. So you're all hyped up and then, you know, you're on cloud nine and then you get brought down and then you rehab, 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 and then you get hurt again and come down again. So dealing with just the ups and downs of, of injury and coaching changes, all of that kind of stuff is, is big men- mentally wise. Um, so just kind yeah. of understanding how to, how to collect that, speaking to the right people and, and getting a grasp on that is huge. That's some, some great stuff. I think highlight, you talked about time management and, I did not go to an Ivy League school and time management was still uh, a challenge even, you know, with academics. And can you speak a little bit, you know, you talked about the time management that it takes, maybe a a tool or tip or trick that you use now with your time management. And then I think the other cool thing you talked about that I think is so important, not only as student athletes and athletes, just as people in life, is finding people that align with the goals and what we're after. Um, and could you maybe expand on those two things a little bit more about aligning yeah, absolutely. The right people? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I still have issues with this now, but Me having, too. A calendar, <laughs> having, having a calendar and writing things down. I think a, a lot of, a lot of guys, a lot of guys who are athletes think that we can just do it all. Um, and with that, we don't think that we need to write anything down. We don't have to take notes, all that kind of stuff. We think that we can just remember everything up here and, and putting things out onto a planner, onto a scheduler. Um, is the biggest thing, um, you know, color coordinating different things throughout your day and just being able to stick to um, a schedule is huge. Um, it can be a little, uh, <laughs> it can cause a little anxiety if you start to fall back, but you kind of have to understand that it is okay to fall back or fall off track. You just have to know how to get back on. Um, so, so sticking to a gallant calendar, writing things down is huge. That, that kind of changed everything for me when I was in school. Um, and then your second point, touching on surrounding yourself with the right people. I think my biggest issue was wanting to please everybody and wanting to be everybody's friend and wanting to get along with everyone. And it's just not realistic. Even, even in a group as small as a football team, you know what I mean? Um, there's going to be guys that you don't click with, guys you don't get along with, guys who yeah. have different values, ideals, all of that. So, and that's okay. You, you, don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to get along with everyone. You can respect everybody but everybody's not going to be your best boy. So um, understanding that, you know, not being a people pleaser. Um, and then, yeah, surrounding yourself with dudes who you're going to grind with, who make you better um, is everything. And, and, you know, I, I think my, when I, I had a red shirt year. Um, so, so my, my first senior year, we, we won a championship and everything was good. And all my guys that I kind of went to school with, they graduated and that next class came up and I was still along and I didn't necessarily um, you know, I wasn't with those guys for my whole career. I was with the guys that had just graduated. So I kind of, you know, found yeah. other guys that I clicked with a little bit more that were younger and those were my guys. And then, you know, that senior class kind of handled those guys and, and then it was a good mesh so that we could, you know, kind of bring the team together. So just finding, finding your niche, you know, within people, within groups of people is, is everything. Yeah. It reminds me of some of my own experiences, uh, with yeah. teams and some, uh, much like you, you know, I was kind of a people pleaser too, and that, that can be a double-edged sword. Um, right. Like you as well, I was, a, I was a captain of the football team, but why did your teammates 
elect you to be or choose you to be a captain? What was yeah. it that others um, saw in you? I, I think I had just been through it. You know, I had, I had, I had been there. We, I went through, um, through my career. I got there as a freshman. We won an Ivy League title. And then the next year we go four and six. The next year we go two and eight. Right. The year after that, which is my first senior year, we win an Ivy League championship. So I had kind of been, you know, high, low, high gotcha. throughout my career and just have known, you know, why teams didn't succeed and why teams did succeed. And it wasn't necessarily because you had the best players. There's a lot more that goes into it than just that. So um, I think that my team, you know, saw that, that, you know, I knew that I had the experience of that and kind of knew um, what you needed out of a group of guys to, to be able to compete at a high level and compete for a championship. So that was the first thing. The second thing was there were some things that kind of didn't happen when I was younger um, at, at my school that I wish had happened. You know, there was no one that really kind of, you know, took me under their wing and was like, yo, this is how we do this. This is how we do this. This is where you need to be. Um, so because I didn't have that, I, I didn't want that um, culture to continue. So I, I made it, you know, my, my right. priority to, to know that my, my career was ending there, but I could have a huge impact on a lot of other guys that were there. So I, you know, taking a lot of guys under my wing and just, you know, taking groups out to lunch, to dinner, just showing them the right way to do things, talking about things that come up in college life that, you know, can help them uh, as they go throughout their career was huge. And I think people respected me for that. No doubt. I think you can tell you're uh, laying those building blocks to, to championship type culture right there. Right. Um, and I like the things you brought up, going out to dinner, talking to people. Um, yeah. You guys are already smart. You're doing rocket science in the classroom. You didn't need to do it. It's just uh, t team management's people. And um, those leadership skills and your intelligence, there's no doubt if you're already listening, you can, you can tell my man here has got a, got a full package. What are you doing these days with since you left school and kind of tell us what you've done since then and what you're getting into these days and how you're helping change and impact the world. Absolutely. So uh, right when I finished school, I actually played football overseas in Germany. Um, and uh, I was able to play, you know, for team USA played in the world games in Poland um, and just kind of traveled the world for, for six, seven months, which was awesome. Uh, I came back and thought I wanted to be a coach, um, which isn't completely out of the picture yet, but uh the, the recruiting aspect uh, was a little tough for college and um, the, the lifestyle is just kind of didn't really fit me at that time. So I got a job as an IT management consultant actually in Philly um, and was working there and uh, it just couldn't, it just wasn't for me. You know, after being there for about a year and a half, I, I was itching to leave by five o'clock every day. Um, and I just didn't see myself growing in that situation. Yeah. Um, so, so the moment that I knew that I didn't want um, more of a leadership role in that area, I knew that it was time to go. So uh, from there, I, I ended up um, getting into the fitness realm of things. So I managed a, a, a boxing studio out here in Philly uh, called Rumble and there until COVID happened, actually. Right. Um, so so got, got, uh, got let go by the company uh, in March, you know, when COVID-19 took place. Yeah. And then since then, I have been uh, working on my own business. Uh, it's basically um, surrounding uh, the importance of, you know, physical fitness, but also mental fitness with athletes yeah. um, and, you know, finding ways for them to reach peak performance uh, in both aspects. So um, coming up with curriculum right now uh, and videos, shooting content, all that kind of stuff. 
um, and hopefully we'll have an offer to, to release to the public by, uh, by the end of this year. Cool. What, with the athletic background and, um, getting more into the, to the, you know, I love how, when we talked before too, just the mind, body, spirit, you know, just kind of bringing those yeah. things together. Um, was there an element of those as you kind of grew up athletically or through sports that was maybe missing or you arrived later in your athletic career when it came to uh, absolutely, absolutely. For sure. For sure. The mind, right? Like you growing up, you, you're just playing ball and, and, you know, I'm sure just like you, like you just happen to be really good at it. So you didn't think of anything else. It was never like um, worrying about your performance or worrying about what could happen. Cause you knew that you were just going to play and probably dominate. And I was dominant my entire career until I got to college. Um, it, it wasn't until, till then where it's a big slap in the face that there's something else. There are other things that you need to do to be successful on the field. And, and it won't always come uh, easy for you. And I mean, it's a huge life lesson, right? So yeah. your, your preparation style, you know, up until that point was just get on the field, go to practice, get on the field, ball out. And, and then when, when what you're used to for 18 years doesn't work anymore, it's a huge huge uh it's kind of like a it it's just a slap in the face a little bit um and you and you can either you know worry about it and cry about it or you can get up and figure out how to handle that um so definitely the the mental aspect of of sport and game was was not thought about and it was not discussed either when it came to your coaches your teammates you know and that's that's the other thing because I, who, I was having panic attacks on the football field my senior year of high school, and I had no idea. I thought I was, I literally thought I was dying. Yeah. You know, there were, there were times where I, I thought my body was shutting down, and it was just anxiety. Yeah. And if someone could have just been like, hey, you have coaches coming to see you, you know, this is a big deal. You're, you're trying to choose a college, you're trying to play, you're trying to have a team win, help a team win that isn't very good right now in high school, and, and you have to get ready for college. There's a lot going on. It's okay, and here are some things that you can do to help you. Um, if I would have known that, you know, my career would have been a little bit different. Um, so, uh, so just that yeah. mental aspect of game and then that preparation is, is huge. It's everything. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, we see people today, Kevin Love, LeBron, who kind of are bringing it to light. And I hope to bring it to light to not just professional athletes, but, you know, youth, high school, collegiate kids across the board. You talked a little bit about some of those anxieties. Is there something you use now, um, to manage those, those, kind of healthy anxieties we get as, as people, as our competitors. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, breath work being the first, right. Cool. So cool. Just understanding, understanding how to breathe. Um, and then on top of that acceptance of your anxiety. So a lot of times I would be anxious that I was feeling anxious and I would kind of build on top of that. Why am I feeling like this? Why is it happening? And this is not the right time. Uh, and it would kind of grow and grow and grow. Um, there's nothing wrong with being anxious. There's nothing wrong with being nervous. No. It's natural. These are all natural feelings. Now, knowing how to deal with it is something else. Sure. Um, so, so, you know, just, just having the mindfulness and having the acceptance uh, that anxiety may come into play. And if it does, here are some tools to kind of handle it. Um, that's huge. Uh, so, so, so the breath work, mindfulness, um, and then the, the positive self-talk and visualization. Um, two things that, you know, you can either do them while you're you're playing you know while it's happening or or before in preparation uh and i think both work both work very well um and then if you have somebody a guy you can lean on a girl you can lean on um you know that's on your team that kind of understands what you're going through or even a coach 
um, and having, you know, them just to be there, just to talk things through while you're dealing with some of those things um, is a huge difference as well. So, so those are all things that I still use today. Awesome. Some great stuff in there. Um, you just seem like a, a great leader. You've got those qualities. You're going to develop more leaders in this world. Is there a leader that you were around coach or fellow athlete or someone else that stood out to you that inspired you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my, my wide receiver coach in college, he, he was my wide receiver coach when I was a freshman. Uh, it then switched um, to someone else, a guy named Mark Fabish, who's now at Columbia. He became a wide receiver coach. And then it went back uh, to, to my guy, Rick Ulrich. Uh, and I was able to be with him uh, my senior year and my redshirt senior year. Um, and he kind of understood what was going on. I had, I had gone through some stuff while I was in college. I got arrested when I was in college um, and just had dealt, you know, with a lot of shit, excuse my language. And, uh, and he kind of understood that. And, and I respect him the most because he was able to get the most out of me without, you know, the, the hooting, the hollering, the rah, rah that you see a lot of guys um, kind of do to try to get to athletes. Um, you know, he, he, as a, as a coach for our entire receiving core, um, all he had to do was really give you a look, you know, and, and his tone of yeah. voice. And you kind of understood that, that it was time to, to, to get down. Um, and, and I respect the hell out of the man. Uh, he, he's a leader, you know, as, as a coach and also just as, as a man um, of, of doing the right thing and doing the right thing well. Um, and, and it was expected every time that you stepped on the field um, that you played your heart out uh, and, and did things the right way and did things correctly. Um, and you were held accountable, man. Uh, and you did not want to, to upset him at all. Uh, you know what I mean? It was, it was a respect that was felt around the room. Um, and then it, it also, he allowed it to grow to the leaders of the receiver core. So myself, along with others, we then took that mentality and then the younger guys, um, you know, were able to, to follow us, look up to us. And as we looked up to him, so, um, I, I respect the hell out of, out of coach Ulrich. That's my guy. I talk to him all the time still to this awesome. day. Um, yeah. Leadership breeds leadership, man. Awesome story. Uh, if you could, uh, get into a time machine, go back and visit 16 year old self. Yeah. What's the one truth that you've learned this far in life that you'd want to go back and remind yourself of? Uh, that you're a hell of a football player. Um, because a lot of times you forget, you know, what you've done and, and, and how you got to this point. And, and you forget to give yourself credit about some of those things. Um, you know, pe people who are competitive, uh, we're, we expect to do things well. We expect perfection. Um, and, and we don't care, you know, after a win, it's like, okay, cool. We won next game. After a loss, we beat ourselves up. Uh, and, and it's huge to kind of understand that, that one snap, one play, one drop, one missed assignment doesn't define us. And, and a, a lot of times during my career, I would be so focused, even from practices, be so focused on one play. Um, yeah. and, and I had a hard time of just being able to let things go, getting on to the next. Um, so, so I, I would tell myself that you are a hell of an athlete, a hell of a player, um, and go play the game like you know how to play and go play the game because you love to play.